Hey, thanks for checking out He Is For You um, podcast. So I was going to start with, hey guys, but that's what I say. Or hey y'all. Um, and I was like, I feel like I say that a lot. Even in like my reels and my TikToks, it's like, hey guys, hey y'all. Um, I really think that's like my, uh, that's like my signature introduction, my signature greeting. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, Hey guys. Hey y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I know it's been a while. Um, and I think, uh, I believe I mentioned briefly, um, that we were going to be doing the interview with Arturo. And so, um, for, you know, his testimony. So if you, um, follow us on Facebook, um, or you follow me on Facebook, cause it is me. Um, Hopefully my husband will join in soon. Um, but anyhow, so if you follow um, our Facebook page, it is He Is For You, again, on Facebook. Um, and so that is where I will be uploading the actual um, interview from this morning. Um, today is also the day that Arturo graduates from BSSM, um, which is Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. So we are um, really excited for him and um, you know, I just thank God for, you know, just, just for his testimony. And, um, I truly believe it's going to, um, bless a lot of people. Um, I know it was encouraging for me to just, you know, um, hear it firsthand and, you know, be a part of helping him share his testimony. And, um, anyway, so, um, right after this, it's going to go right into, um, you know, the actual audio from the interview, um, you know, with him. So yeah, it's about, um, I want to say it's about 30 minutes long. Um, but it is, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. And, uh, I really encourage you guys to, uh, hear him out, you know, on your way to work, on your way home, just whenever you, whenever you get some time, um, you want to listen to it in bits and pieces, but, um, it is truly inspiring and it, it is truly encouraging, um, just to know that, um, God truly meets us, you know, wherever we are and, um, wherever we are, like physically, um, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, um, he's truly always readily available and waiting for us to just seek him. Um, so, you know, going to go ahead and get right into it. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I have for you guys today. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. And, um, you know, here is the actual interview. You won't be disappointed. Okay, so um, thank you so much, Arturo, first of all, for um, agreeing to go ahead and try this again. Um, we're hoping that, you know, everything runs smoothly and that it picks up my audio this time. I'm not sure why it didn't last time, but um, thank you again. Um, and so I guess just a little bit for, um, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but just so that they know how I know you, you know, um, was just through Bethel because I... Uh, barely going to start Bethel part-time, um, uh, yeah. part-time, you know, in a, uh, for summer, you know, for summer phase. Um, and, um, so Arturo hosts, um, a prophetic, um, Zoom meetings on, uh, Mondays. And so that's how, um, that's how I, you know, met you. And, um, and I, and I guess I don't remember what was being talked about during the meeting, but you mentioned, um, like uh, very briefly, I think you just maybe referenced that um, 
when you were or when you were an atheist or something. And then you kind of just went on to talk about, you know, whatever, um, whatever was being spoken about at that point. Um, and that just kind of stuck with me um, um, because obviously, right, uh, an atheist means that there's no um, there's no belief in any God. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so in any God or any um, in any religion at all, and um, you know, I, I thought that was um, I've I've heard of I've heard, and I've known of people um, that have you know that were once atheists, but I didn't ever know them personally, and not that I know you very well, you know, but um, that's why I reached out and I asked if you'd be willing to share, um, because um, I don't think people have really heard it firsthand, and so. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think it's going to bless a lot of people because I think um, even just in the um, in the Latino culture and the Mexican, as far as like I'm concerned, you know, um, in the Mexican culture, there's a lot of um, people that just claim to be Catholics because I was a Catholic. I claim to be Catholic, too. If people asked what my religion was, um, mm -hmm. I would just say Catholic because that's all I known, you know, but um, I never really believed in God, I guess you could say, you know, so um I mean, not that I claimed to be an atheist. I just was um, spiritually, I guess you could say, like an atheist. I just did not really, I just didn't know God, like, you know, like have a relationship. I didn't know of um, an actual experience with God. It was just more like, um, like the praying to the saints, lighting candles, things like that, you know? So it was just, there was never um, any um, actual like faith practiced at home or anything like that, other than just knowing the Lord's prayer really. <laughs> Cause um, I didn't really know anything other than that. But um, anyhow, um, I guess, you know, wherever you feel um, led to start, you know, on what you'd like to share first or, um, you know, just go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for, for inviting me here, Samantha. Um, yeah. It's, it's funny how you mentioned the Lord's prayer and um, yeah, I, I was raised too in a family that, uh, that was Catholic. Um, we, we would go to church and, uh, sometimes mostly just, uh, through my school. And, um, yeah, I grew up several years in that and yeah, didn't feel God. Um, like you said, it was just kind of like a confession. And as I got older, Samantha what would really happen to me is, um, I, uh, that was the time where there were a lot of scandals that were happening in the Catholic church too. And, oh, um, I see. Mm-hmm. That that really pushed me away. Um, when I, when I saw things like that happening, I was like, I I just um, I'm out of here type of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I kind of really just um, descended into that that atheist type view where um, I didn't think about God. I, I didn't think about much of anything. Um, and yeah, I I was growing up in Miami at this time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, in my teenage years. Um, I, I was having some issues with my family. I, I come from a, just a divorced family and uh, my mother and stepfather. And we just had a lot of uh, family issues. And okay. um, yeah, I, re I really turned to drugs at that time. Um, became a, a drug addict in my teenage years. And uh, I, I ended up in rehab when I was about 16, I believe. Um, okay. Wow. So from about six. 16 to 18 years old, I was in rehab. Um, and I legally, I, I was allowed to walk out the day I turned 18. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, 
I'm sorry. Can, can I ask something really quickly? Sure. Um, yeah, so um, while you were in rehab, was there um, any communication with um, your mom at all or, or the, either of your parents at this point? Yeah, there, there was some communication. Okay. Um, I did a couple of therapies. One of them was out in uh, Utah where I was out just kind of like a wilderness thing. Um, where I was out in the wilderness for a while. And then I ended up kind of in like a school sort of institution type place. Oh, okay. um, and then I actually, um, got kicked out of there. Um, I actually ran away from there and I was, I was living homeless for a little while. Um, uh, and then, um, I ended up back in Miami in, in a, in another program there until oh. the day I turned 18. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I did have some contact, a uh, very rough time in my life, but, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, once, once I turned 18, I, I'll tell you from being in rehab, I had seen a lot of people that are just totally, uh, ruin their lives. Um, especially going to things like, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. I saw some people that had really destroyed their lives. And, uh, it definitely got me to a place where I thought to myself, you know, I, I don't want to become one of these people. Okay. Um, so when I got out of rehab, I, I was still, uh, into drugs a little bit, but, but nothing like before. And, uh, it was really, it was really only a matter of time before I stopped completely. Um, okay. but I just want to say that I, I ended up just in a really bad place in my mind. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, hearing voices, uh, you know, telling me to kill myself and, and just really, really bad place mentally. Um, and this went on for several years. And at one point in my life, um, you know, I never asked for help. I never took any medication or anything. Um, but at one point in my life, at my lowest point, um, I started to think to myself, you know, maybe, maybe God is real. Um, I, I, I needed healing so bad and I was like, yeah. oh, maybe he's real. Maybe he can help me. Um, yeah. because I, I, I just can't keep going like this. Um, and I was in Miami, I was living in downtown Miami at that point. And, uh, it was in a, just a tough area. I was in a, you know, a nicer building, but the neighborhood was, uh, horrible. I mean, there were just gunshots going off at night. And I, I walked out one night, um, to go to a CVS, uh, I was getting some, some cookies at like three in the morning or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm walking down and out of an alley, this guy just appears out of the alley and starts walking towards me. Um, and he, he's just got this big smile on his face and that uh, he starts coming up to me. He's like, Hey man, he's like, let me get a hug. <laughs> um, so I started thinking to myself, you know, he's going to stab me, you know, he's going to kill me, whatever. And yeah. I just didn't care at that. I didn't care at that point. Um, I was like, whatever. You know? yeah. So I go, I, I just give the guy a hug and it felt like I can imagine when, the, when somebody has a heart attack and they put those electric clamps on them and shocks them. Yeah. And it was like the shock went through my whole body. And, um, and I felt just like this feeling of love. Um, like I, <laughs> that's one of the greatest cool. feelings of love. Yeah. Yeah. I had ever experienced. And, um, and the guy smiles and he walks away and I, and I, I'm kind of stunned and I turn back and I, I, I he was gone. I, I didn't see him anymore. Really? And, um, huh. within a couple of weeks, um, I actually sold, uh, I had the second wind of life in me. Suddenly I, yeah. I felt hopeful again. 
and I, I had a really expensive uh, watch that I had and I sold that and um, I actually bought a plane ticket and moved to Hawaii. Um, Why Hawaii? Lived. What, like, did you yeah. know anybody there or? Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, um, okay. when I was eight, when I was 18, I went to school in Maui for about two or three years. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and then I I love surfing, so I, I went out there mainly for surfing and okay. you know kind of did some did a little school, but not really, <laughs> and uh, ended up moving back to Miami at about twenty one years old. Okay. Um, so this happened. This experience with the with the man in the alley happened when I was about twenty three or so. Okay. Twenty three. I was living in downtown, and uh, yeah, so I got up, and this time I moved uh, to the Big Island. Uh, where I actually didn't know a single person. And um, I ended up in the Big Island, and I had this 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 hunger for trying to find God. Yeah. Um, I was I was looking for him. I didn't know where to look. Um, in in Hawaii, there's a lot of New Age um, that that's going on out there. So I actually ended up involved with that for a while with you know, crystals and different things. And uh, okay. And it made my it made my mental condition a lot worse. Um, okay. Things got a things got a lot worse. I, I did have some spiritual type experiences, yeah. But it made my mental my mental health swing like violently downhill. Oh wow. Um, and and at that point, um, I had met my wife and we had had our first child. Okay. And I was sitting. Uh, I would stay up after they were asleep in our in our apartment in our room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I would just you know try to seek God uh, wherever he was. Um, and one day it hit me. And it's interesting, you mentioned the Catholic Church. The only thing I could remember was the Lord's Prayer from the Catholic Church, mm. uh, probably just from having to memorize it so many times. And yeah, I, uh, I remember the Lord's Prayer. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, maybe God is the Christian God. Maybe he's the God of the Bible. Yeah. And I, I started saying the Lord's Prayer um, every night for about, I don't know, four or five nights in a row, uh, just with, with just desperation. Yeah. Like, God, like if you're there, I, I need help so bad. And, um, and one night I was sitting in my room and just the whole room turned white. And um, just with my eyes open, looking at the wall. Yeah. And, and Jesus appeared on the wall in front of me. Um, at first, it's he was real small, like he was far away, and then he just got bigger and bigger and came close to me. Oh, and wow. uh, he, right when he came up to me, he lifted up his hands and he had the the cup of his blood, mm-hmm. and uh, I I immediately knew it was Jesus. And uh, I just opened my mouth, like instinctively, opened my mouth, and yeah. I just felt like like just waves of just like love pulsing through my body, like just mm-hmm. going through me. And um, wow. that is so cool. I, yeah, after about a couple minutes, he turned around. And he just got smaller and smaller, and then disappeared, and everything went back to normal in the room. And uh, at that moment, I knew uh, he was God. Yeah. And I knew that I knew that I had found him. Um, and w- a few days later, I actually I went to the gas station, um, and there was I go to the gas station to fill up my my water bottles. They had a big water filter there. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a homeless native Hawaiian man uh, when I lived in, in Kona in the Big Island. Mm-hmm. And he was there. And uh, 
I'd see him sometimes. I'd give him money. And, and this time he stops and he starts staring at me and he points at me and he says, now you have life. And he walks up to me and he puts his hands on my shoulders. And at that moment, I, I, I could feel the Holy Spirit coming on me. I, I didn't have words to describe it. I didn't yeah. know much about the Bible. Um, but he, he even he took a necklace even off of his neck and put it on my neck and said, welcome to the family. Wow. And at that moment, I went back home. Um, and what I now know is speaking in tongues. I, 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 was, I would sit there just like I did before. But next thing you know, this, this kind of unknown language was coming out of me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I thought I was losing my mind. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, um, my, this man, um, whatever gift he had on his life of seeing in the spirit, um, yeah. landed on me. And next thing you know, I'm I'm seeing in the spirit with my eyes open. I'm seeing angels. I, I see demons, and um, my life became basically a living nightmare for about four or five years after that. Really? Um, I had no context for what was happening to me. Okay. Um, I I knew very little about the Bible. Yeah. But the only thing I did know <laughs> is that I had seen Jesus. Yeah. I saw him. And I said, you know what? Even if I die this way, even if I never get better, you know what? I've seen him. And I know that that's where I'm going. Yeah. And that, that held me together. That held me together for years. Um, I, I went to a Bible college. I, I went to university. I got a bachelor's in Christian ministry. I, I, I did all these things to look for answers. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I never got healed. Um, in any of them. Wow. I never got healed. I bought books on deliverance. I have deliverance books just with tears on the pages, crying out to God, please heal me. Yeah. Set me free. And I, I never got healed. And I came across uh, one day, I, the Lord showed me a Christian television one day, flipping through a TBN. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching TBN and there was this advertisement uh, for Bethel School of Technology, uh, Bethel Tech. Okay. This was be- this was before there was a BSSM online. Okay. Um, there was Bethel Tech, and uh, and I really felt something on that. So I I talked to my wife and I signed up, and uh, and after I signed up, they had a revival group. Uh, this was my very first revival group that I had experienced through Bethel, and there was a man on there uh, called Richard Gordon, uh, who was the revival group pastor. Mm-hmm. And this guy was just full of joy and happiness. I mean, it almost seemed fake. I was yeah. looking at him like, how, how is this, how is this man so happy? Yeah. Like he's just smiling, talking about the Lord. I feel the Lord right now. And, and, and I, the thought crossed my mind. Could I be that happy one day? Yeah. Could I have that in my life? <laughs> yeah. Fast forward to about a year year and a half later, and uh, I was signing up for, for BSSM online, uh, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry online, mm-hmm. that had just opened up recently. And um, within my first week of being in that school, the first, uh, one of my first few revival groups that we do it online through Zoom, I got healed. The pastor prayed for me, he broke whatever spirit was uh, uh, bothering me, and 
I, I felt a peace come over my mind, a peace come over my body, and I found what I was looking for for all these years in an instant. Wow. And th- there was a process of healing after that, you know, just standing in that freedom. And, yeah. And, uh, but what Bethel brought me it was, it was priceless. And, um, you know, even the, the, the gifts God had put in my life, mm-hmm. they, had a, they had a language for that. They had a place for that. They had other people with those type of things. Yeah. The first time I actually felt normal. Yeah. And I felt like, you know what? I belong here. Like, this is this is God. This is from the Bible. Now I understand what's been happening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I And just one word of just, you're normal. It just it gave me my life back. Um, I was I was able to be, you know, a father, a husband. I, I, I could actually be present and, and mm-hmm. not, you know, just just in the state of torment all the time. Yeah. Uh, wow. It, it really gave me my life back. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still in, in Bethel today. And, um, yeah, I, I just want to say just for anybody um, who's listening to this right now, mm-hmm. that, that there's an answer. There's an answer for what you've been looking for, for what you've been experiencing. That God is real. And I just want to say that even after encountering him in my room and looking for all those years and finding him at Bethel Mm -hmm. and saying the God that showed up and saved me is here. I can feel him. He's here. Yeah. And I just want to say that, you know what? He's just as real right now as he was back then. And even in your room right now, all you can do, all you have to do is just call out to him and he'll actually show up and encounter you in a powerful way. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that there's a hope for you, that there's a solution, and there's healing for your life. Whatever you've been experiencing does not have to be the final word on your life. There is a better way. So I just want to release that over every, anyone that's listening and just say that let my life be a testimony to that answer. Yes. And that I am living proof of what it looks like to come out of darkness and be healed and set free in my mind, never once having taken a pill, never once having taken any medication, God completely restored me and brought me back to perfect health. That I just released awesome. that testimony. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. That I mean, like, it's just, um, like, it never fails to, um, never fails to amaze me, you know, like just um, the, I guess like the fullness of God, because although we don't fully grasp it, you know, but it's just, it's so awesome how, um, just how he, he truly just flips us upside down, like in a good way, you know, like our life is just like, I can't believe you. And I, I can't, but like, um, we get to a, a place, you know, where we're like, I can't believe, um, like, I, I didn't know this all these years, you know, cause, um, I know, like, after I gave my life to Christ, like, I felt like I, um, I was just so miserable and I just kept myself so busy all the time to not really realize it, I guess, you know, I was just kind of just trying to run, you know, run and just hope that something would give or something would just get better on its own, you know, like I never really, um, I never really, um, thought like, let me look to God until I got to a place of desperation, you know, where I was just like, you know what, I finally was, 
I was, you know, in prison, but because I was finally at a place where I had to sit down and confront all the way, all the things I'd been feeling and, and all the things I'd been going through for so long, you know? Um, and it, it really just takes us getting to, I guess, a dark place, you know, where we're like, man, like what's going on, you know, like, what am I really doing? Or, you know, like, what's like, something's got to give. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, after, um, you know, at that point, I was just like, you know what, God, like, I'm so, I, I feel miserable. Like, I finally admitted I was miserable. Like, my life had been miserable. And I was still like, I felt like I was still so young. And I'd been through so much. And I was like, you know, like, if you're real, then, you know, you're gonna show up, like, you have to like, show up, you know, and I just, um, I just started really like, you know, seeking God. And, and he did, he, he showed up. And I was like, um, it's truly like something that it's, is really hard to explain, you know, but it is an overwhelming sense of peace and joy that you're like, I can't believe I've been living my life all these years, not knowing, you know, like not knowing and not living in this, like, you know, like, it's just, um, it's just such an awesome experience that's available for everybody. Like, you know, no matter who they are, what they've done, what they've thought, you know, like, even if they didn't think God existed, like, it's just, it's just so awesome how much God loves us that, you know, like he, he truly like it's there and it's available for everybody. Um, if we are truly, you know, like wanting to experience that it's, it's readily available. Um, and so this is just so awesome. Like, it's just so awesome that, um, to hear about, you know, your personal experience, um, with God. And so, um, I guess another question that, you know, that I had was, um, was your, was your pride ever an issue for like, you know, I know you said you had like a lot of mental things going on. And I know that, um, also, you know, in, in the Latino culture, um, and, and I asked this because I have six boys, um, um, but I know even myself, like we're, we're kind of like, um, raised to not really express our emotions. Um, and men are kind of raised up to be like, you're not supposed to cry. Like, you're not really supposed to like express any of your emotions because it makes you less of a man. And so I feel like a lot of men are kind of like, um, really, um, just really, really hesitant, um, to share or even try to begin to let people into what's going on in their mind. And I feel like that kind of keeps them stuck in their minds for so long. Cause they just feel like they, they're not supposed to talk about that, you know, like it makes them um, weak, I guess you would say, you know, or less of a man to, to speak on how they're feeling. Um, so would you say like, was that, do you, do you feel like that was, um, an issue, ever an issue for you? Yeah, I, I definitely think that's um, a big reason why I never asked for help. Okay. Um, and never really reached out to anybody. I think probably why I never went to a doctor or, or never did anything like that. And I think that there there is a place for, for medicine, and I think that it, it can help people in a lot of ways. Okay. But I just want to say that it will never heal you. Yeah. Like God can heal you. It never will. Yeah, yeah I, I. And whatever, yeah, and whatever pride and, and just feeling of, you know, I don't want to, you know, seem like I'm weak. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I just want to encourage anyone like that just to say that it's not even between you and other people. It, it's between you and God. Yeah. 
And even if a word never even comes out of your mouth, okay, you know, God, God is looking at you every second of every day. He can hear what you're thinking. He can hear what you're saying. And all it takes is just shifting your mind, your thought to him and actually talking to him because he's already listening. Yeah. So if you're concerned about pride or looking weak, you don't even have to. You can sit there and just talk to him right now. I just want to encourage people with that. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, being vulnerable, being weak like that, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's, you know, around people that you know or close family, I just want to say that God meets people in that way in, in, in one of the greatest ways, even throughout the Bible. You know, people... Yeah. It talks about, you know, let the weak say I am strong, you know, in, in your weakness, my, you know, strength, my glory is revealed. And it's it's when you're in that place of desperation is sometimes where he'll show up the most. And I just want to say right now, too, just listening to this conversation, mm-hmm. that the promise is to you and all your children and all your descendants. You know what? What you're standing up for right now, what you're doing right now, your kids are going to reap all the benefits from. They're not going to have to go through this type of suffering that you're experiencing because you know what? You stood up. You might be one of the first people in your whole generational line that stands up and actually seeks God and goes for it and says, you know what? It stops here. Yeah. This this curse on my family, all this stuff that's been happening for generations, it stops <laughs> with me. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking this anymore. Yeah. And guess what? Guess what? Your kids will never have to experience it. Not that they're never going to have problems, but the curse gets broken. You're going to actually give them a peaceful life. And there's promises in scripture that talk about great, great shall be the peace of your children. Your children shall be strong on the earth. And you know what? What you are going to give them is, is worth more than gold. It's worth more than anything you could possibly give because you know what? It's spiritual freedom. It's healing in Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I can't even put words to express it, but what I want to say is I don't want ever my children to have a testimony like mine. Yeah. I don't want them to ever have to get to a place of darkness to encounter God. I want them to always know him and never even have to experience things like that. Yeah. And you know what? That's that's available for you and your family. I just want to encourage everybody with that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Amen. That was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I can't really, um, I can't really think of what else. I don't know if you have anything else, um, you know, anything else that you, you feel you'd, um, like to share. I mean, it, I- even if it's, you know, I mean, even if it's not in regards to your testimony, just, you know, I guess just even if it's just a, an experience that you had that you feel, you know, um, you feel led to share. Sure. Yeah, I feel like just to close it out, what, what I'd like to say is just uh, is just take hold of this. You know, the things that I've said, the, the mm-hmm. things you've heard today, that, that this is real. Yeah, it's real. And I'm a living example of somebody who's lived that life. And I just want to say that God brought me out of it. That there's a hope and there's a solution for you. So you know what? I I hope that my my testimony blesses you. I hope that you can take everything that you need out of it. And that it will inspire you 
that the God of the Bible is God and that he's listening to you right now. Mm-hmm. Just turn to him and just start talking. Bless you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much, Arturo. Um, and again, congratulations on your um, your graduating from Bethel. Um, I know you'd shared that that was later this evening. That is so awesome. Um, I'm excited for you. Um, I'm barely going to get started, so I'm sure the eager, I'm, I'm just eager to start. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I could stay there forever, to be honest with you. <laughs> I love it so much. That is so cool. Well, thank you so much, Arturo. Um, again, thank you um, for sharing your testimony. And, you know, uh, we just give God all the honor and all the glory. Um, you know, we just, we pray that it just blesses and encourages people that um, the God of the Bible is the God. He is the one and only God, you know, and he's real and he's uh, available to experience. Um, and he's, you know, ready to meet people just where they are and how they are. Um, so thank you so much. Um, we'll go ahead and let you go and, you know, who knows, hopefully maybe you'll be on again in a few years in a couple weeks, something we'll just, you know, we'll just let God lead us. Thank you so much. Enjoy the sure, rest. I'd be happy to. <laughs> you too. Thank you for inviting me. Sure. Bye.